Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 630. We have, um, I've got some uh, great songs tonight. I've got some uh, letters and a powerful message from the Lord. But right now, let's pray. Father, open the kingdom of heaven. The windows of heaven, same thing. Anoint this program. Anoint me, anoint everybody that's on the program, Lord. Uh, in the name of Jesus, and uh, rebuke Satan, Lord, and give the people of this uh, world wisdom enough to be saved and begin carrying the cross and denying themselves and following you. Rebukes. Um, Everything that is contrary to thy word. And open up everything that is for your word, Lord. In Jesus' name, and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, I've got some music here. This is Marty Robbins. I led Marty to the Lord in my house in Dyer, Arkansas, when the roll is called up yonder. Marty Robbins. When the roll is called up yonder, 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 I'll be there. When the trumpet of the Lord's son time will be over, and the morning breaks the eternal bright and fair. When the saved of earth shall gather over on the other shore, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder. Let us labor for the master from the dawn to setting sun. Let us talk of all his wondrous love and care. Then when all of life is over and our work on earth is done, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder. Praise the Lord, Marty Robbins. Uh, see, this day I have set thee over the nations. That's what the people of the Lord should rejoice in, that we have been set over the nations. No matter what and the enemy of our souls say that we have the right, but we have the right to uh, be set over the nations. This world was made by God, not the Antichrist, not Satan. 
and we have power and dominion over the nations. Let this day, the Lord said, let this day be known that I have set thee this day over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out. You might wonder what it means to root out, root out their false doctrines, amen? Yeah. And also to root out their demonic ways. Here we've got some letters now. Where's the first one from? Abidjan, Ivory Coast, Africa. All right, let's hear what they have to say. It's translated from French. It says, I truly appreciate this internet website because it has allowed me to get closer to Christ. Most internet sites take us further away from the Lord, giving us a bad vision of heavenly things. I believe that if everyone comes and visits this Alamo website, there will be more souls in Christ than there is now. From the bottom of my heart, I thank Pastor Tony Alamo, and may our Lord Jesus Christ truly help him lead his mission well. Be blessed in the Lord of hosts forever and ever. Amen. Signed, Kone Alain from Abidjan, Ivory Coast, Africa. All right, now where is the next letter from? From Queen City, Texas. All right, let's hear what they have to say. I have been listening to Pastor Lamo's daily messages on the Internet, and I think that God is leading me to the path of finding a good church home. I would like to speak with someone about attending church services. Thanks, Calvin Perkins from Queen City, Texas. All right, was that it? One more. One more, okay. Where's this one from? From Roland, Oklahoma. All right. Dear Pastor Lamo, praise the Almighty God and His Son, Jesus Christ, for the work He is doing here in these last days. I thank God for you and your work, the dedication you all have to the truth and the preaching of his gospel to the lost and dying world. I thank you for your CD messages, which are a breath of fresh air in a world full of deceit and lies, a betrayal of this Antichrist government and false churches. Now I see the Antichrist media back on the smear attacks of God's true work. Channel 5 aired a two-part smear campaign on the church, again with their filth and lies, and gathered false witnesses such as Carol Fryer and Peter Loudon. I was at one time in the church, and my biggest regret is that I failed God. I miss the church, the fellowship with true Christians who live the word of God each day. I still distribute your literature and tell people about the church. God is with you and always has been. Pastor, I pray, pray always for you and the brothers and sisters and the great work of God he is doing through your work worldwide. These false accusers will have their day in God's court. If I can be of any help to the Lord's cause, please let me know. And he gives his email address. The Lord said he would do a quick work in the last days and his judgments will be swift. Your reward, Pastor Lamo, is great in the kingdom of God. If by God's mercy he allows me to do anything, let it be through the literature that he has blessed you with and to continue to tell people of your wonderful spirit-filled church, to tell people of God's redemptive plan. I had a great life the ten years I was blessed to be there in the Alamo Ministries. I'm only sorry that I made the worst decision in my life. Pastor Alamo, there's no one in the world and never will be another with the greatest message of God and soul-winning work such as the Alamo World Ministries. To the Lord's truly anointed messenger, the most powerful preacher, may the Lord's Spirit continue in you mightily as he has. I thank you for all you have done in the Lord's service. God bless you. Sincerely, F.P. from Roland, Oklahoma. Well, uh, come on um, and serve the Lord. Come into the services anyway. Let's see how it works out. All right. 
So I was just going over a message that I did the other day, how that uh, one sin, if we break one commandment, that it uh, will destroy us. Like Adam and Eve, for instance, they committed one sin. They wouldn't uh, listen to the Lord when he said that they would die in the event that they eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that they're only to uh, eat from the tree of life, which is the which is Christ, which is the Bible, the Word of God. And so when we, uh, anybody diverts their attention uh, to anything other than the Word of God, they're going to fall. And that's what Adam and Eve did. They started listening to Satan. One sin, and look what it did to all humanity. We all have the Adamic sin in our soul. One sin in all humanity fell. And so how do you people justify yourselves when you're committing so many sins every day? You're not paying any attention to what the word says. So it shows us that if we commit one sin, we've committed them all. We've uh, disobeyed them all. In this case, it was disobedience to God. So disobedience to God is the same as witchcraft. And the Lord's not going to let any witch into the kingdom of heaven. Now we go down through, there's so many people in the word of God that didn't pay any attention to what the Lord said. Uh, the first king of Israel did the same thing. Uh, Saul, he, he disobeyed the Lord. So it became like a witch and he lost his soul. He was cursed. The spirit left him. And uh, now he's in hell. In the New Testament, Ananias and Sapphira committed one sin. They said that they sold their house and uh, they gave all their money to the Holy Spirit. But they lied to the Holy Spirit and they kept some of that money back. They said, this is all that we have. And, you know, we can't hold anything back of our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. Otherwise, we're saying we're Christians. We're serving the Lord with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you're doing something else. What uh, is that? That is lying to the Holy Spirit. Adam and Eve did not uh, serve the Lord with all their, their whole heart as the different people of the Lord did. Saul never served the Lord with his whole heart. He disobeyed the Lord. He didn't pay any attention to the Lord. Ananias and Sapphira in the New Testament, where uh, they uh, lied to the Holy Spirit. So they did not serve the Lord with the whole heart. They lied. They, no liar shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, he betrayed the Lord. He stood against the Lord who had uh, won him and uh, showed him the kingdom of heaven. He's in hell as we speak. The entire nation of Israel, they didn't serve the Lord with their whole heart and therefore they uh, died in the wilderness for 40 years. Only the young ones, right? I could go on and on and on uh, through the Bible. And we'll be adding this uh to your remembrance, the Bible says that the reproof of the word of the Lord is the way to life. All right, now we're 
in the book of Hebrews. And what chapter did we leave off at? Chapter 12. Verse 20. Okay, uh, go ahead and continue reading there. For they could not endure that which was commanded. Okay, uh, they, the verse before, let's read that, where it says that they didn't want to hear the voice of God anymore. Uh, they couldn't endure hearing his voice. It frightened them so much. But uh, God told Moses that unless he would have frightened them, they would never serve him. If you don't have the fear of the Lord, you'll never serve God. You say, well, what do we have to fear? Because the Bible says so. Because God said so. And you're a liar, but God tells the truth. You're a scummy liar, but the Lord tells the truth. Now, some people say that I sound uh, angry. Well, I'm just preaching the word of God. And if the word of God sounds like it's anger, well, then he's angry at you for saying that isn't true, that there's no hell, and that we're not going to hell if we don't serve him with all the heart, soul, mind, and strength. You say that Jesus did it all. We don't have to do anything. The Lord wants to continue his work in us to the end. And if you don't let him, if you don't give him your whole heart, and your everything, your heart, soul, mind, and strength, there's no possible way for you to enter the kingdom of heaven. And be angry at the Lord. Go ahead. Go ahead. But what good is it going to do? Are you going to punch him in the nose? Okay, well, go ahead and try it. He sits in the heavens and he laughs at you, heathen. And he's putting you in derision. You know, now all of a sudden, there's no peace on earth. And you're wondering, why? Why are these things happening? Why all these plagues? Why did God knock my house down? Well, why are you accusing God? Your commentator said it was Mother Nature. Yeah? And uh, why are you accusing God for it? Because you just say it's a natural disaster. No, it was God. And he doesn't care if you know it. It was God. And this is just the beginning. There's going to be a lot more. Okay, let's keep reading here. Go ahead and read. Verse 18. For ye are not come unto the mount that might be touched and that burned with fire. This is all Israel he's talking to. Nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest. Verse 19, and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, which voice they that heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. Yeah, God, don't tell us what God says. You can tell us what God says, but don't tell God not to talk to us anymore. It scares us too much. The whole nation fell on their face. They cried out, oh God, you know, they were afraid for their lives. The trumpet was blowing, the uh, flames were rising up smoke was filling up there was a trumpet the sound of the trumpets and uh the, there was an earthquake and this voice uh talking to them from heaven and the entire nation heard it okay then what verse 20 for they could not endure that which was commanded yeah they couldn't and what and if so much as a beast touched the mountain it shall be stoned or thrust through with the dart Verse 21, and so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. So Moses was quaking and fearing uh, when the Lord was um, frightening, terrorizing the people of Israel. Uh, God never talked to any entire nation like that before, to no one else. 
because he chases them that he loves. He doesn't love the heathen, the Gentile. In the New Testament, he, the Bible says that he loved the entire world, all the nations, so much that he gave his only begotten son. In other words, he gave the word of God. And if you receive the word of God, which is Jesus, which is Christ, well, then he'll love you if you not only read it, study it, and but you must keep it. Well, then he'll uh, honor you. And uh, the Lord is uh, no-nonsense God. You don't toy with him or make it as though, you know, he is a rubbish person, somebody that picks up rubbish. Because he said that all the best of what you have, I want. And if you don't do that, that's disobedience, the same as witchcraft. And he said, if you don't, you know, send in your tithes and offerings, your love offerings, then you're robbing me. And you got enough guts to rob God? Well, then that's crazy. Go ahead, read some more. Verse 22, but ye are come unto Mount Sion and unto the city of the living God the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. Yeah, so this is not just the earthly Jerusalem, but um, the people that are of the Lord today. This is the New Testament, book of Hebrews. But ye are come in unto Mount Sion, S-I-O-N, and unto the city of the living God. Now, this is the heavenly Jerusalem. Because now we are able to approach the throne of God in heaven boldly because of the blood of Jesus that's covered us. And now we are in Jesus and we know that the Lord loves Jesus. And so we're one with Jesus. And so he listens to us, to an innumerable company of angels. That's who we've come into that city. To the general assembly, this is verse 23 and uh, church of the firstborn. Well, Jesus was the firstborn of God. And then each one of us that becomes born again of the Spirit, we become one with the firstborn. Turn you read it, verse 23. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn. Which okay, are the firstborn. The firstborn from uh, into heaven was Jesus to stay there forevermore and the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. And so every time one of us becomes born again of the Spirit, we become one with the general assembly, the church of the firstborn, the general assembly and church of the firstborn. So we become one with the firstborn of God we become a member of the Son of God's body, where he lives, and uh, which are written in heaven. We're in the book. And to God, the judge of all, all flesh, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, well, why is it all these false prophets say that no one can be perfect? Uh, if we're walking in the Spirit, then we are walking in perfection. There is nothing more perfect than the Holy Spirit. So people that say that no one can be perfect 
are lying against the Holy Spirit. They're saying that the Holy Spirit is not perfect, and the spirits of just men made perfect. We become perfect in Christ Jesus. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, not Mary, she has nothing to do with it whatsoever. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Now, Abel was righteous, but this is better. This Jesus, this Messiah is better than Abel. Verse 25, Sharon. See that ye refuse not him that speaketh, for if they escaped not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. Verse 26, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. Verse 27, and this word, yet once more, signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken, as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Right, so there's a big shaking going on right now. Uh, people are being tested. Those that uh, are shaken uh, will fall away from the Lord, and they'll be in hell. They become chaff. But anyone that is really of the Lord cannot be shaken from the Lord. They're anchored into the Lord. So a moving of those things that are shaken, of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. It's like sifting out the lumps and leaving just the fine flour. Uh, anyone that can be shaken through trials, tribulations, uh, bitterness. There's some people that are sick and they're getting more and more bitter and they just want to get out of this world. They want to stop their suffering, but they need to remain because what it is, the Lord is allowing you to go through a test. But if you stay, remain unshaken, then you can be healed. And you will be healed after uh, the trial. But if you're praying, oh, God, take my life, there's nothing for me to do on earth when the Lord says that he wants us to be testimonies of him. But then he will take you out, but it will not be a good judgment for you. Now, verse 28. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Right, the people that are in that kingdom must be people that cannot be moved from God. Now, the media will say all kinds of smutty, filthy things about you. Backsliders will say all kinds of smutty, filthy, dirty things about you. People will receive these smutty, dirty things that they're saying about you because you can't lock against a liar. Uh, you can lock against a thief, but not a liar. 
And uh, so you must remain not being bitter at all, but just thanking and praising the Lord that these things have happened to you because these things happened to those that were prophets before you. So wherefore we receive a kingdom which cannot be moved. Well, if we're in a kingdom that can't not be moved, then we have to be of that kingdom that never was moved on the face of this earth. We may be uh, under stress. We may be hating the lies that they're telling about us, but we can't let that move us. We just need to shut our ears to it and continue on. We have to uh, let uh, the Lord do his work in us. So let us have power or grace uh, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Yes, because if we have the fear of the Lord and we are saying we're going to be afraid to face the Lord if we fail him in one way because we know the Lord with Adam and Eve, they sinned once. With Saul, they sinned once. Uh, Ananias and Sapphira sinned once. Uh, the people, God drowned all the people in the world. Oh, we have to uh, fear the Lord. Otherwise, we're going to give in uh, and we're going to fall away. So if we're sick, we are in bedridden, and you just are getting more and more bitter all the time because God is not making a move. Listen, you, you're not in charge of God. You can't snap your fingers and make him do what you want him to do. You have to do it yourself. You have to follow these scriptures and hang on to that solid rock, Christ Jesus. For our God, why? Because our God is a consuming fire and he will burn people that disobey him. Okay, now chapter 13, let brotherly love continue. Okay, that's still. Uh, verse 1. Now verse 2, be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. You never can tell, so that's what you're supposed to do. Now share in verse 3. Remember them that are in bonds. Remember those that are in jail that are Christians. Take care of them. Visit them as you would the Lord Jesus. If you don't, well, you're, um, it is the Lord Jesus in bonds for the gospel's sake. And if you don't visit them, then he says, depart from me, you wicked, when you stand before him on judgment day. He says, I was in prison and you visited me not. Then what? Remember them that are in bonds as bound with them. Yeah, pray for them to get them out. Not just visit them with the empty words or, ah, oh, you know, it's sad that you're in here. But brother, we're praying with you. Sister, we're praying with you. You know that you've been railroaded by the enemy. And therefore, we're praying that uh, God will do something as he did with Peter when he freed him from prison. Those that are going to be assassinated today or tomorrow, uh, that there's uh, warrants out for your arrest. Lord, we pray that you will dissolve those warrants of these brothers that didn't do anything wrong. Make them go away. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, you're the God of all flesh. Now, we ask that you put 
a knot in front of the guilty word, not guilty, and let your people go. Remember them that are in bonds, as if you were in bonds with them. And them which suffer adversity. Why, the whole Christian realm is uh, is of uh, suffering uh, with adversity. And you must be as though you're in adversity with the enemy as being yourselves also in the body. First four, Sharon. Marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. Well, let's see. Marriage is honorable in all and everyone. And the bed is undefiled. But whoremongers, you're not to go with a whoremonger. You're not to be a whoremonger. You're not to go out with prostitutes. But whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. And you go before the great white throne of God, and then you better start trembling, because that is not the mercy seat of Christ. Continue in chapter 13 of Hebrews, verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. Yeah, because when you're coveting, you're saying, I wish that was mine. That should be mine. You have it, but it's, I'm going to take it. Instead of saying, Lord, praise the Lord. I'm so happy for my brother. I pray that you show me how I can be blessed like him. I trust you that you can give me the same thing that he has. And I believe very much that you could even give me more. But really, I'm content with what I have. So let your conversation be without covetousness and be content. I am content with such things as I have. For he uh, has said, I will never leave thee. I'm content with that, nor forsake thee. A lot of people use that. They've left and forsaken the Lord, and he didn't say, if you forsake him, that he's going to forget, uh, give you. Verse 6, Sharon. So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Go ahead. Verse 7. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Right, because eight. the end of our conversations, we're going to stand before the mercy seat of Christ and enter into heaven. Verse 8. Sharon. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Verse 9. Be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines. For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace. Yeah, with the, the word of God, the power. So if the Lord, the Word of God, tells us we can do something, then we can do something as long as he gives it to us. Now, if somebody has uh, two of everything, uh, and you want two or three or four of everything, well, no, let the Lord give you what he will, and don't try to take it yourself, because you're going to cause yourself a lot of misery. Then what? 
not with meats which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. Verse 10. We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat which serve the tabernacle. Verse 11. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp. Verse 12. Wherefore Jesus also that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Verse 13. Let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. Verse 14. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. Verse 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Verse 16. But to do good and to communicate forget not, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Verse 17. Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls as they that must give account. So we can't allow, um, we can't instruct people uh, to be part of the world. Now the world government and the one world um, cult is saying they even deprive their children from not being in the world. They say that the world is the devil. Uh, no, sir, no, ma'am, the word of God says it's of the devil. So I am of the Lord, and the Lord called me in a very supernatural way, and, I'm, and the Lord says for you to obey them that have the rule over you. And the Lord has called me to have rule over you, and you're to submit yourselves uh, to m my doctrine, the words that I preach and teach, um, for... They watch for your souls. Uh, have I become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth. We watch for your souls as they that must give count that they may do it with joy. I want to be happy when I bring all the souls into the kingdom of heaven and have joy um, and not grief. So to do it with joy and not with grief. For uh, that is unprofitable for you if you don't listen to those that have the rule of your soul. Now share in verse 18. Pray for us. Yes, pray for me. And pray for the people in church. And pray for other pastors that are doing the will of the Lord. Pray for one another. Amen. Verse Amen. 18. Pray for us. Okay. Go ahead. For we trust we have a good conscience in all things, willing to live honestly. Verse 19. But I beseech you the rather to do this, that I may be restored to you the sooner. Verse 20. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Verse 21. Make you perfect in every good work, to do his perfect. Will. See, it says we have to be perfect in every good work. Not just one work or two works, but every, 
in every good work to do what? His will. To do God's will. Well, that isn't hard to be perfect to do God's will. He tells you what his will is, and you just do it. That's all. Then what? Working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Verse 22. And I beseech you, brethren, suffer the word of exhortation, for I have written a letter unto you in few words. Verse 23. Know ye that our brother Timothy is set at liberty, with whom, if he come shortly, I will see you. Verse 24. Salute all them that have the rule over you, and all the saints. They of Italy salute you. Verse 25. Grace be with you all. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, this is the letter of James. Uh, this is uh, verse 1. Now, James is a brother of the Lord Jesus Christ, a uh, half-brother. But he doesn't say so here because he doesn't want people to uh, give him more attention than anyone else. So he states James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't say, my half-brother. Then, Sharon. To the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. Verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. Verse 3. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Verse 4. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So it says that you may be. So... Uh, what's this preacher that always says there's no one perfect? Almost all of them, but that, what's his name? Stanley? Oh, yeah, it's Stanley, Charles Stanley. Nobody's perfect, you know, just go ahead and uh, do whatever you will because no one is perfect. But the Bible says, but let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect. So it, uh, my Bible says that we may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Then what's here in verse 5? If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally. And, and what is wisdom? Uh, in other words, it should be saying also, if any man of you lack the fear of the Lord, which is wisdom, if you don't fear God, then let that person ask of God, Lord God, give me the fear of the Lord. Give me fear of you, your word, that giveth to all men. He will give you the fear of the Lord, which is wisdom. Okay, then what? That giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Verse 6, But let him ask in faith, Nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Verse 7, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. No, if you have to be a solid faith person, when you ask 
you must ask believing that you're going to receive what you're praying for. Otherwise, you're wasting your breath. Because if you're asking for something and if you really believe that you're going to get it, then you will believe that you're going to get it and you will receive it. Then what, Sharon? Verse 8. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Right, so the Lord doesn't honor those that are shaky or unstable in all their ways, or even in some of their ways. Let the brother of low degree, in other words, they lower themselves before the word of God and receive it. Rejoice in that he is exalted. Because those that uh, really believe the word of God are really exalted. Now, uh, Sharon, verse 10. But the rich in that he is made low, because as the flower of the grass, he shall pass away. Verse 11. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withereth the grass, and the flower thereof falleth. He's saying there is that life is so short that uh, before you know it, uh, you're going to be gone. Then what? And the grace of the fashion of it perisheth. Yeah, pretty soon you look good when you're young, and then all of a sudden you burn out the burning heat. So you wither away. Everybody withers away, just like the grass and the flower thereof fall. Um, And the power of the fashion of it um, perishes. So we're just like grass or flowers, the Lord says. So continue on, Sharon. So also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Verse 12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Verse 13. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. Verse 14. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Verse 15. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. So if you're sitting out there, do you know that you're dead and uh, you're going to remain dead until you repent and stop sinning? All right, then what? Verse 16. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. So there's perfect things that come down from the Lord that are gifts to us that believe. Then what? And cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Verse 18. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Verse 20, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Verse 21, wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness 
the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Verse 22, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Verse 23, For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Verse 24. Like in a mirror. In other words, you see what you're supposed to do in the Bible. And then you go away, for he looks at yourself, uh, what you're supposed to be in the word of God, and then goes your own way instead of God's way. And straightway uh, forgets. You forgetteth what uh, manner of man uh, he was when you look at yourself in the Bible. Here's what I'm supposed to be. And you walk away from the word of God and then you all of a sudden forget what manner of man you really were when you were reading the word of God. You read it and you believe, oh, I'm something. Then you lay the Bible down and you go away and just be your old self rather than what you're supposed to be, what the Bible says you're supposed to be. But whoso, verse 25, looketh into the perfect law of liberty, liberty to serve the Lord, and continueth therein serving him, he being not a forgetful hearer, but you saw what you were supposed to do, but he, uh, but a doer of the work, because we're going to be judged by our works. This man shall be blessed in his deed. Then Sharon, go ahead. Verse 26. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Verse 27. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Chapter 2 My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. Verse 2 For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring in goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment. Verse 3, And ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place. Now the Bible wording of gay here is what people think of as in the world today. Okay, then what? I mean, gay means happy, but the homosexual is not gay. Uh, or happy, they are uh, the most depressed people. There's more suicides among them than anyone else. Then what? And say to the poor, stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Verse 4, are ye not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? Verse 5, hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him? Verse 6, But ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you, 
and draw you before the judgment seats? Verse 7. Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by the which ye are called? Verse 8. If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. Verse 9. But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin, and are convinced of the law as transgressors. Verse 10. For whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. That's what I was telling you about Adam and Eve. They offended God in one point. They, he told them what to do and what not to do, and they did what they were not to do once, and that infuriated God enough to destroy them. He destroyed them. He made them die, and everyone since then has died. The same thing when Ananias and Sapphira, New Testament, they lied to the Holy Spirit, and this really angered God, made him furious, and dropped him dead. King Saul, going back to the Old Testament, he disobeyed God. God told him to destroy everything, and he didn't. Because he then, Saul answered that I was afraid of the people. Isn't that sick to be more afraid of people than God? So that infuriated God, and he took his kingdom away from him. So if you um, fulfill the royal law, and that's what we are, those of us that are Christians are true Christians. I'm not talking about Catholicism, but we are members of the royal family, the real royal family through the scripture. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. That's something hard to do. But if you have respect to the two persons, um, ye commit sin. And what will that do for you? You have respect of persons. You won't even talk to a bum on the street or somebody that might be a bum that might be a person like uh, a Howard Hughes or something and you treat him nice and uh, you, how do you know whether they're a Howard Hughes or a bum? If you witness to them and testify to them, they will be saved if you're a good witness, and are convinced of the law uh, as transgressors. Then what, Sharon? Verse 10, For whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. So you're guilty of the whole thing, just like all these other people. And they fell in a moment. Just one moment, you make God angry because you don't pay any attention to what he says, and you're guilty of all sins. You break one, and you've broken the whole. Verse 11. For he that said, Do not commit adultery, said also, Do not murder. Now if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou murder, thou art become a transgressor of the law. All right, and people are murdering their little babies one after the other. My time is up. And so it's time to pray. Now, pray to the Lord to be saved. Say to the Lord, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
I open up the door of my heart and I invite you, Lord Jesus, Holy Father, and Holy Spirit into my heart. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away for all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I have called upon you right now, Lord. Therefore, I know that you have heard me and I know that you have answered me. And I know that I'm saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now just raise your hands up, everybody, and thank and praise the Lord. and Give him all the glory for saving your soul. Pick up a old King James Version of the Bible, not the new King James Version, but the old one. And uh, read it, study it, and uh, follow it, do what it says. Uh, now... Um, Share and tell everyone in our listening audience how they may receive a copy of this program, number 630. They're free, including postage and handling. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. 7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right, now here's Marty Robbins singing for you, You Gotta Climb. You gotta climb if you scale the mountain. You gotta climb to reach the top. You gotta climb to see the splendor. You gotta climb, 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 don't you stop Well, the path is steep, where it leads upward The way is rough, narrow too But every step brings you higher Until that mountain peak will come in view You gotta climb, if you scale a mountain You gotta climb to reach the top You gotta climb to see the splendor You gotta climb, climb, climb Don't you stop Don't you give up Cause you're weary You can't expect an easy way A downward path leads nowhere You gotta climb, climb, climb every day You gotta climb if you scale a mountain you gotta climb to reach the top You gotta climb to see the splendor You gotta climb, 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 don't you stop When you arrive on top of your mountain You'll be glad that you struggled on The view of all your goal around you The struggle of the climb all gone you gotta climb to scale a mountain. You gotta climb to reach the top. You gotta climb.